Yeah. Broken dreams. Broken dreams. Just giving you my story. What's that, Nicole? What's good, man? What's good, what's good, what's good? Glad to get you on here on the Sip the Talent podcast, uh, episode three. Uh, got my guy here that I, I coached in high school and doing big things on YouTube with the uh, draft prospects and draft picks. We got one. The man, the myth, the legend, Vachi Lombardi. What up, what up, what up? Man, I'm cooling, man. You know what I'm saying? Salute to you for having me on. Salute to you for following your dreams and having a passion and giving these people an outlet to be heard, man. Salute to you, man. Hey, I appreciate it. I got a little motivation from you, man. So you saw a need and you feeling it and you got a bunch of followers. So I'm trying to do the same thing. Uh, trying hey, to do the same thing. Hey, man, I'm grateful, man. I'm here whenever you need me, man. Let's run it. All right. A uh, li- little backdrop to the story. Vachi uh, played for me in what, 08 maybe? Uh, from 06 well actually because you was the middle school coach when I was in middle school too mm-hmm. so really from 04 to 2010 hey that's that's them some plenty plenty good golden years a lot of memories a lot of fun tell the people how was it playing for me Whew, you know what you wanted and and uh and if you ain't get it you let us know you know and uh you know when you uh when you a player playing you know you may not like that man like, come on man coach got to coach got to be hard but man when when coaches expect perfection you know that means that they they know what they know what they can get out of you you know what i mean and you know i wasn't great with my feet i wasn't great with my hands man but coach knew hey man i saw you working out with the high schoolers man i know you can move better than this i know you can be more aggressive than this you know, I was a I was a big talker. I was a loudmouth coach. Like, I know you can focus better than that. You know what I mean? And and it ultimately made me better with my technique and my focus. So I 100 percent appreciate you for that, man. But as a coach, you thorough as it gets, man. Hey, no doubt, no doubt. And you are one of the smartest players I ever been around. Probably <laughs> never told you that, but just looking back on it and some of the conversations we had while you were playing and thinking back on and some of the things you said, you're probably one of the smartest players and you kind of play from a coach's uh, standpoint, especially the 11, 12 grade year when you knew the offense yourself. And I think you told somebody uh, you were one of the few guys, the linemen that would look to the sideline, get the signal to tell everybody else what to do. Funny story, so, man. Funny story, man. Javon Washington, shots out to him. He was our uh, he was our quarterback, but no matter how much he grown freshman year to you know junior you know senior year, he never got bass in his voice. And you know we would we would we would play in some loud places versus some loud bands, and we couldn't always hear the call. So, so, you know, I just absorbed the offense so easily. I just looked to the sideline sometimes and saw the signals. And in our our offense, you know, the line, all we heard was numbers. And the numbers was just the, the plays that we ran. But I look over and uh, we running that. And then I would run the call and I would have the offensive line kind of like a Voltron robot. You know, we would just work together in that way. We'll communicate down the line and being able to talk. You know, and I, I don't even know if 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 that was you know in the in the plans or the playbook or whatever, but being able to communicate as an offensive line made us better as an offense because I remember you saying, and I quote, "Hey, if we can only run inside zone, we only gonna run inside zone." But uh, with our offensive line being able to talk and communicate and articulate, you know what we were saying on the field. Now we can run inside zone, outside zone, power, uh, you know, trap things like that. So we. We uh we uh got a lot of got a lot of uh, diversity. Let me tell you something too, Coach. Can I give you okay. credit for something, man? Go ahead. And I ain't even I ain't even understand this till I till I got away from Natchez football to go coach elsewhere. Y'all as a coaching staff, 
Y'all job was to put us in the best position possible for us to win. We didn't have real football players. We was a bunch of traffic track guys was a bunch of power lifters right and we had some football players what I mean by that is I would go to some high school in Texas right and every and th- they'll have like five freshmen that's 6'5", 250 that was just born to play football we didn't have that we had fast guys and we had guys that 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 were that were that were strong bench press and squatting 500, 700 pounds or whatever, but y'all as coaches, y'all put us in positions to where only a few people had to really think. That was me and the quarterback. Everybody else just had to play. And and I, I give y'all credit for that, man, for taking what y'all had, for taking our right tackle was like, what, 210, 190? If, if that. <laughs> if that. Taylor. Right, right, right. Uh, Taylor, Darius, uh, Robert, uh, all those guys. Johnny Griffin, like, we'll take yep. smaller guys and we'll teach them. Te- y'all will teach us technique. And we'll and we'll just line up and play. And we and we won playoff games like that, man. So I, I, I salute you, man. You know what? Speaking on that, just being here in Florida, that, that what you just said is a lot different. Because I actually have football players now. Mm-hmm. And what we did, we took we took guys like a, like a Rico. Right. That he was just a track guy. Right. Turned him into a, a great receiver. Mm-hmm. You know, play, played a few years in the league. You take a, now, Javon was a football player. Yes, sir. You can go, go and say that on that. Yes, sir. Javon was a football player. And we had a few like, like Willie that played running back. Mm-hmm. Willie was a track guy. Right. But with being able to to have one job, mm-hmm. you got you either hit the A front side A or back side A, and we on. That's it. That's and it. he was able to take that speed and go with it. Our offensive line was just all country strong people, right? Key D, I got that's a, that's a name that keeps coming to mind. Key D, but that seven hundred pound squat, absolutely power lifters. We was just we was just big strong people, but 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 y'all gave us technique, like 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 just how y'all explained it. Like for example, like play action. 83. Right. We just okay, look, we going to run 83 but y'all run 32 just don't go a field. Just that simplicity, right? Yeah. And that's it. and and then the rest of the offense would just run how it'll go and we'll just communicate, hey, just do this, but don't do that. And next thing you know, we have production. You see what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we didn't have we didn't have big like Salpanola took from other people's schools, you know what I mean? We didn't have that Most luxury. Definitely. People were taking our athletes back in the day, man. But we took yep. but we took what we had and we made a shake, man. Salute. And the thing thing is with that, we made it. I think we made it so simple mm-hmm. that the one thing that you can't coach is tempo, and we was able to go fast because yes. everything was so simple, and yes. that hurt a lot of people. And Especially when we played the, the Meridians and the bigger guys that had those big D tackles and B linemen that couldn't run like mm-hmm. 60, 70, 80 plays. Mm-hmm. We were trying to get as many plays as possible, especially hey. offensively. We didn't care what the defense did. Hey man, hey man, six eight football at the time. I mean, what it was. I mean, most most teams they they would run inside zone, outside zone, and, and counter, and they'll throw the ball, and that's it. But we had packages, man. We had we had like all types of things that we would that we would throw at people. And when you and when you make it simple for twenty people to where only a few people had to think, man, can you imagine like what we would have done if we would have, you know what I'm saying? Shoulda, coulda, mm-hmm. woulda. I hate to play shoulda, coulda, woulda, man. I hate right, to do it. Right. But, but 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 can you imagine though if we had like some some top tier, you know? I, I do. I, I think about it all the time and we had some of those bodies, but they were in football players at the time. Mm-hmm. Especially when maybe you're a freshman, sophomore year, you take a guy like Snow. Yeah. But if he'd had, you know, us there the entire four years. Exactly. That, that guy sitting out there playing tight end or a receiver at what, 6'6", mm-hmm. about 220. Crazy. Man, crazy. Crazy. Real crazy. And guys like, and guys like that kind of 
walking around Tallahassee. You know, most you know most of us really didn't really didn't figure out football till like like till we were done playing. You know what I mean? Like like I really understood the most football I've ever understood my last game. I'm like, man. This this what leverage meant this whole time that I could, could have been using. Oh, this is why I keep my keep my elbows tucked because my hands shoot directly where they need to be, and then I drive. And oh, that's why we power clean because if I flip my hips here and somebody's on skates, it turns into a pancake. That's why this happens. Exactly. And I that's learned one of the sweetest things in football: the oh, pancake. Oh my god, it's just nastiness. It's technique. <laughs> it's doing things that you were taught since you started playing football. But unluckily for me, I didn't figure it out to my last game and I was like man that's what this is about <laughs> it happens like that for some people you know everything is a plan yeah but, but what, getting back into the interview yes, what sir. what was your favorite memory at Natchez High that's fo- football related Oh, that's easy, man. That's easy. Let me just let me just set this story up, man. Uh, Natchez High School, uh, we started off as like South Natchez, then North Natchez. They were just infamous, you know, just just for whooping everybody. But then we merged. Then they fell off. Then around ninety seven, well, initially, initially mm-hmm. they didn't fall off. They just they didn't win championships. They didn't win right. They 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 they, they, they didn't fall off because they, they just didn't have the chemistry when you put those two schools together. Right. And you put those two elements together. Right. They were still pretty good. They was they cool. Just, they were they was cool. Like, that's that's a good term for it. they were cool. But Coach Reigns and Pops Wood and them in like ninety was it ninety seven? 97, something uh, like that? 97, yeah. And they they made this big playoff run. Big, biggest, like, since Natchez High was made. And then they lost to, like, uh, Moss Point or something like that. So yep. from so since 97, like, 98, there was kind of like this dry spell, you know, in, in, in Natchez High, you know, high school football. You know what I'm saying? But around 07, 08. Uh, we finally built that team. Uh, Coach Reed and the rest of the staff, you, Coach Woody, y'all been y'all been a part of the program. You built your culture. You taught people how how not to quit, how to work hard and work a little harder after that. And we turned into a playoff team. So now we're in the first playoff game we've been in in a decade against Pedal High School. And we got to go to them. And they stadium is huge and they ain't lost a game all year. Oh my God! And 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 you can go back and this—that's the best part about Google. You can go back and find all this stuff, right? Sure they, can. They just knew Natchez High was about to get smoked. They just they had a Danny Dozen running back. Absolutely. Um, and went to uh, ULM. Forgot his name, but the cat with the the, the kid with the long hair—I remember. Yep. Um, they had offered that um, quarterback. He was a freshman or whatever, rotating An- in. Anthony Alford. Anthony Alford, and yep. um, and 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 th- and you could—they you, th- wrote us off, coach. They wrote us off, and we walked in there. And we played Natchez High football, man. We ran the ball. We played fast. And we took the throws that they gave us. And when you look at the game, man, it was just this surreal type of feel, man. We were just running the ball and everything was working. We were successful. Our kicker was a left guard. And he wasn't making kicks all year. Dude kicked a 35-yarder from the hash, right? But right before halftime. Right before halftime to kind of bring the game closer. But the biggest memory from from me personally, um, the game was in like uh, it, we were uh, we were down by four. And we were driving the ball, and they had this wide nine technique, and we knew that you know he was a pretty good pass rush or whatever. But y'all, y'all looked at us, say, "Hey, man, we got about six minutes left. We just gonna run the football," and we ran the football at will. We marched the football all the way down to the end zone. I'll never forget, man. Heavy rope, 54 keep. Fourth and two. 
ran it in there, coach. And I remember looking on the sideline. The 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 dog on stands is hollering, "Yes, we can." Barack Obama was, you know, he was doing this thing around this time. It yeah. was hollering, "Yes, we can. Yes, we can." The how 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 that was for the city. People came to see us in charter buses. They marched to Hattiesburg, Mississippi, five buses deep, just to cheer us on. Yes, we can. Because when you losing, the stands are empty. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody come see you when you're losing. But when you go to the playoffs and you're giving the city hope and you in the headlines and, yes, we can, we building signs, we got booster club support now. And I just remember blocking this dude in front of me and – I wasn't the biggest, strongest guy in the world, but I guess when you when you when you get adrenaline, your body does things it's just not supposed to do. I remember yep. I remember pushing a dude as hard as I ever pushed somebody, and I just saw I just saw Javon walk into the end zone for the touchdown. I just I, I hugged somebody on a on the opposite team <laughs> on accident. He was like, get off me, man. I'm like, whatever, man. And I ran to the sideline. Yes, we can. That was the most beautiful moment in my football career, coach. And you know what? Uh, coming out of halftime, mm-hmm. you know, we had kicked that field goal going into halftime. Mm-hmm. And so we had, you know, stuck our chest out a little bit and feeling mm-hmm. good about ourselves and trying to figure out how we going to, you know, finish this game off. Mm-hmm. Well, when we step out of that classroom, because we got dressed in a classroom, uh-huh. all 70 of us in a classroom, that's when that Yes We Can chant started. And I remember uh, just you know, Mr. Bush led that chant. I'll give mm-hmm. him credit for it. Mm-hmm. He stood up in the stands. He led that chant. And just chills came over my body. And I was, chills. I think I called Coach Wood or somebody, we're going to win this game. Chills, Coach. I remember, I, I I could be wrong, but I think we were down by 14, but we but we hit that field goal, and now we down by 11. And we yeah, just I, and we just looking at it like, yeah, we can we can probably pull this off against mm-hmm. Pedal at their house. And we, we like you said, we ran the ball at will. But it wasn't just inside zone. We got real creative with that. We oh. ran uh, fly with Rico a couple times. You we took quarterback counter. Y'all took ran, Rico from receiving, put him at quarterback and ran sure inside did. zone with the read option with him. Sure did. Mm-hmm. We, we just got all kind of way. And that, I don't know if you remember or not, but Ernest was laying the boom that night. Yes, sir. Ernest Jones. Sure that was. corner, that that running back, good running back, their head would come around the corner. Mm-hmm. Ernest was laying wood on that guy all night long. Mm-hmm. Something else I think too, Coach. I think they got tired at the end, man. I, I think, think so they got too. tired. Salute the off of being in shape because if you if you a football team, you may not be as talented as them, but if you in better shape and it's the fourth quarter, I tell you, what, we was in shape, Coach. Yeah, we, we were in you know, shape. You know, Coach Davis had us in shape. Oh God, you know we was in shape, man. And you and know? and the game just got easier and easier. And 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 if you pound the football on any team for 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 three quarters, that fourth going to look very different. The holes were wide up. That little nine wide I told you about, they kept mm-hmm. them out there. We ran the counter to his side. It was there all day. We got we uh, we uh, got moving on the one tech. Wash him down. You kicked that nine. You got big chunks of yardage right there. We sure kept do. running it. They couldn't do nothing about all it. All day. And you know, uh, Wooder said that was our staple. Yeah. <laughs> he said, we run counter because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. As we did. Great times, great times. Another great memory I, I think about when I think about those days were, do you remember when Keaton D got the fumble against Brandon? Absolutely. And returned it for a touchdown. At D-line. That <laughs> he, man, he, he ran it. This was crazy. This guy ran, what, about 65 yards at picking up a fumble? 65 yards in slow motion. He had the nerve to try to cut back. <laughs> he, had the, <laughs> he had the nerve to try to cut back. And, and I remember... Uh, earlier that uh, like in the um, pregame speech, y'all 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 was preaching play like a team, man, play together, be your be your brother's keeper, see it through, and 
I haven't seen this defense like this in a long time. When Keith D picked up that fumble, everybody went to go block for Keith D. It was a they 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 was leading the convoy to go block for Keith because Keith was gonna get to the end zone. And if you look to the sideline, the sideline was going crazy, running down the sideline for Keith D. He was going in slow motion. The sideline was running faster than him, and the crowd was going crazy. We was a community coach. (laughs) We was a family man. We was a family family at the time. Coaching staff. I think the coaches staff when we all got together and had that family environment and that brotherhood yeah. it then triggered down to you guys then you guys start winning the trigger in the community yeah. so at, at, that, at that time that that nice little run we had the playoff games mm-hmm. I, I think we were truly a family truly a committed city yeah. to uh not just high football and but we had like you said we had booster support yeah. we had school support uh we had good things going in school all the other junk that used to happen in school kind of subsided during football season mm-hmm. yeah it, it was a beautiful thing a beautiful thing but let's talk about this uh Bosch Lombardi, the alter ego. <laughs> what what made you want to start doing the uh draft videos? How did um, that come about? Man, I was um I was in an argument with somebody like on the internet you just argue with people on the internet for just for no I don't recommend y'all argue with people because you, <laughs> you, you're never gonna get along with them but um, I, uh, two years ago uh, the uh, running back class it was um, it was Ezekiel Elliott and it was Derrick Henry and mm-hmm. the guy that I was arguing with he was he was convinced that Derrick Henry was the better back man you see what they do with Alabama you see Derrick Henry running these people over da 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 boom 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 but I'm like sure Zeke runs people over Two plus he's like a track athlete, <laughs> like and plus he has like great hands. Plus he can run routes. Plus you know what I'm saying? Like he 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 gives you all this, and I'm trying to convince him that Zeke is better, but he just couldn't understand my words. So I said, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna make a video, and I'm gonna put some clips together. And I'm gonna show you the difference between Derrick Henry speed and I run track at 225 speed. You know what I mean? And 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 and, and Derrick Henry comes off the field sometimes to let King and Drake catch the football. I'm gonna show you how Zeke doesn't come off the field to catch football for his team, right? Cardell Jones was uh, playing quarterback at the time. And I mm-hmm. made the video just for him and um, it, it it ended up getting like 20,000 views or whatever and you know when the grease is hot you drop the fish coach <laughs> so, <You're right. laughs> so I, I made some quarterback videos some receiver stuff and you know you know next thing you know Vach Lombardi is a thing like Vach you know it's you know I got a long name Kevachi but you know people call me Vach but you know uh, I just added the Lombardi just you know just cause coach Vince Lombardi you know what I'm saying just mm-hmm. added on that Vach Lombardi's kind of spiffy it's a nice little name it turns into a thing and now you know people people take my lessons they call me coach online they call me teacher senpai I got a fan in Japan calls me senpai that means instructor and they just come and listen to my football opinions and you know what what they really dig about my channel is you know you can you can go on TV and you can hear Mike Mayock say why he likes a player but he doesn't show the work if you walk into math class with just answers and, and don't show the work you don't pass you don't pass the test not at all you know what I'm saying not at all so what I'm doing is I'm putting the film on the screen so I'm telling you hey man he may be getting draft hype because he he's from this school, but he's not doing this like this player. You know what I mean? And I'm 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 putting technical football stuff in fan terms. So it's kind I'm kind of coaching still, but I'd rather be on that grass and that sun, man. But you know me. <laughs> I uh, when you first started doing it, and I and I noticed it. I don't know if it was a Facebook video or the the Facebook group or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I told Coach Woods about it, and I was like, uh, Coach Vach got you know Vach be doing videos and. Uh, 
No, he pretty good at it. It's like he got a nice little following, and you know they they blew it off like okay, whatever, whatever, because mm-hmm. you know we talk every day, right? And so uh, maybe about two or three months ago, Coach Wooder comes back. He's like, Coach, find your guy like some thousand followers. I said, Man, I tried to tell you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I man, it happens so fast, man. It happens so fast. Like 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 one day, I like. Um, Man, one day I just had like just 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 this this big thing of support, man. This one dude that watched my videos, man, he hit me up. It was like, hey man, tune in to this New York Giants podcast. Some dude talking about you, and you know I'm from Nash. I'm like, he's what he what he talking mess about me? Well, let me go listen. You know, so I'm, from, <laughs> I'm, from, I'm from Bramo. You know, so what, he, what, what he talking mess? And I and I go and listen, and they were arguing about linebackers. And I was a real big Miles Jack fan. I think Miles Jack was the mm-hmm. best player in that draft. Love Miles Jack in UCLA. Um, and he was arguing with the dude and he was making the points that I was making in my video. And he was like, hey, I saw this dude, Vach Lombardi, on on YouTube. He was talking about Miles Jack and he's doing this and he's doing that, he's doing that. And, he, and then they were like, okay, I'm going to look up this Vach Lombardi kid, see what he's talking about. Next thing you know, there was a whole nother episode about, yo, I saw this Vach Lombardi kid. Next thing you know, there's this wave of Giants fans from that show watching me. And then just how the internet catch fire like that. You know what I'm saying? It spread like sickness almost. You know what I mean? So now I got I got people in every little fan base, people from all over the country that watch my videos. I'm just some small town dude from Mississippi. Like the country is part of Mississippi. Then I'm from the country is part of that city, Airport Road. And I and you know, I got people from across the world listening to my opinions. It's kind of strange to me, man. But it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. You never know how you affect people. Yeah. And I got I, I led that off with a podcast I did about about baseball mm-hmm. because of a guy that I played with back home, but I ain't gonna tell the story. I, I when I release that they'll see it. But um, I love it. especially your uh, your live sessions. Mm-hmm. Those things are lit. A lot it's a lot of foolishness in there. Yeah, but it's, a lot, it's a lot of good information, a lot of good knowledge being spread, and it's a beautiful thing when people can come together and just talk ball. Yeah, with, with no issues. See, when I was a fan, um, you know you. You know, you understand how hard it is to reach out to somebody that you watch. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, like we, you know, we see Mike Mike Mayock's opinion, but it's hard to to ask, yo, Mike, why do you think this? You know what I mean? So I don't look as as, as at people like numbers or like or like stats. You know what I mean? Like, if you're gonna put a view on my video to contribute to my account, and I've I've gotten paid from YouTube, man. They been paying my truck no for a minute. Salute to YouTube. If y'all <laughs> if if y'all gonna change my life like that. Let me reach out to y'all. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me let me give back. So when you see me on Twitter, it ain't just me advertising new videos. I do advertise my videos and my merchandise and all that. But I'm just I'll I'll just be like, hey man, I'm at the day job board. Y'all y'all got questions? Let me let me holler at y'all. Y'all have concerns about anything? I'll I'll turn the live stream on, cut the phones on. Hey, if y'all want to call and ask me anything, let's talk. Let's talk because you know, just like you said, man. Sports, man, it's amazing because if we have that in common, then as people, we got a chance to get along. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like we got a chance to to bond about something. You know, you could take the the you, you you could take me, and you can take some doctor from Iran that don't speak English. But if we both Cowboys fans and we and we get a translator, then we got something in common. We might end up shaking hands, smiling at each other, talking about the same topic. That's just what sports does. That's why it's so amazing. So I run these live streams, man. I may get like. 500 people in a in a live stream sometimes and we'll just debate and we'll just talk and and if two of my callers disagree and I'll just let them talk it out and I'll laugh at them while they arguing with each other man it's just a beautiful thing man and don't forget about that uh, super chat 
Hey man, salute to the super <laughs> chat, man. If y'all, if, if you know, if y'all like something Vash Lombardi said, y'all want to drop ten dollars in the super chat. You know what I'm saying? For me to get a little pepperoni pizza or something. Salute, man. People that people that give back to the cause, man. Appreciate everybody now, to do it. Now you know you're gonna have a few viewers to, to look you up once I drop this down here in Tallahassee. And uh you doing your draft thing. Talk about what you got going on in the draft this year. Oh man, actually, um I'm I'm uh, gonna be going to the draft. It's in Dallas. I'm gonna be a media member now. So that's just how time, you know, just if you just do your thing and just stay focused, you can you could do whatever you wanna do. People tell you that, man. You man, if if you focus, you could do whatever you wanna do. And you'll hear that. You'll be like, Yeah, but I mean I can't go to space. Man, if you figure out if you focus and figure out a way to go to space, you're gonna be in space, man. And you know, you know, I just remember having this having this 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 dream, this passion of man, I talk sports really well with other people. Somebody needs to hear this. You know what I mean? And and I just I was working at Pizza Hut at the time, man. I'm just slowly, I couldn't afford to get my whole setup at one time. I'll just buy a microphone and just leave it in the room. Buy another microphone, leave it in the room. I'll go to Walmart, buy a table, buy a chair, leave it in the room. Buy a soundboard, buy a Mac. And next thing you know that this thing is a studio, you know what I'm saying, that's built. And now I get to go cover the draft at the end of April. It's just amazing what, you know, what 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 you can do when you focus. And um, you know, man, if you just, you know, look on my channel, man, I'm just breaking down breaking down prospects constantly. Man, I'm about to look at some uh look at some DBs so I can have a good idea of them. I'm still learning the game with all them or whatever, but uh hey man, life good, man. Life good. Speaking of DBs, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's one that's from this area that's pretty darn good. Mm -hmm. Tell me about uh what you think about Darren James. Oh man, Derwin James! You know you 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 love it when you get a DB that likes to tackle. You know what I mean? That always wants to be a part of every play. Take note, young 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 corners, young safeties. When you want to tackle, coaches like that. So if you see a linebacker wrapped up a guy, and maybe a D lineman got somebody that ain't brought him down yet, come down from your safety spot and lay some wood, man, and get a ooh and set the tone for your defense. That's what Derwin James does. He's a he's a he's a great leader. He's a maniac. Somebody else on his team make a tackle. He jumping all in their face, picking them up. He brings the energy to your defense. Um, super athlete, super athlete. Just went to the combine, ran a four four, uh, jumped out the roof. Everything that Minka Fitzpatrick did, the other top rated DB, Derwin, Derwin James did it, and he did it just as well. Uh, Derwin, Derwin can play, can play strong. I think he's mostly gonna be a strong safety if you need him at free in a pinch. He can give you some one high support, mostly, mostly cover two type of stuff. Uh, plus. If you're in a nickel uh, nickel package, Florida State got some film evidence of him playing linebacker in a nickel package, in a dime package. So uh, whoever drafts Derwin James, they gonna, he, he going to be all over the field. But uh, wherever he's at, he's, he's uh, going to be laying wood and um, celebrating with his teammates. A quick story. I went over there for um, maybe spring practice when I first moved here. Mm -hmm. And this guy was out there, and he was covering the best receiver. Mm-hmm. Then when the they had a good tight end at the time, he jumped out there, skipped a couple lines, covered that guy, mm -hmm. then went again right back and covered another fast receiver. I was like, man, who is this guy? He's he covered he covered everybody in the seven I mean the one on one drills. Nobody caught the ball on him. Some of the most valuable people in the league are guys that are that are six foot that can run and cover. You know what I mean? So if you can go cover cover some slot guys, you go out, cover some uh cover some X's, cover some Z's, then you line up at the, you know, line up at safety or something and cover a tight end because you are six one with long limbs and physical as them. 
That's value, man. That's that's vibing the league, man. Durham will probably go top fifteen, uh, top ten at the earliest. We'll see. Yep. Now, if I didn't say it earlier, if you didn't notice it earlier, Vach is a Cowboys fan. One hundred percent. I, on the other hand, am not. But uh, let's talk about your Cowboys this year. What you expect out of them, and uh, if you think y'all gonna get that other ring anytime soon. Uh, you know, man, people people like to panic. People like to, uh, you know, they like to. I get into a lot of arguments with other Cowboys fans. I hate, I hate. I hate them sometimes because they're not rational. You know what I mean? Oh, you need to fire Jerry Jones. How you gonna fire him? He owned the team. That's that's his <laughs> doggone team. How you gonna fire him? Um, every every team has a has a has a set of core players. Every team has an algorithm that they that they go by or they have an identity. And sometimes when you lose those players, your team looks totally different. Um, uh, the Giants rely on on um, on Beckham to take the top off the defense. If you don't have that, and you don't have a running back, then you know you you have problems. You know you know moving moving the ball. Uh, the uh, the uh, Packers lost lost Aaron Rodgers. You know so that offense looks different. The Cowboys are a run first team. Run heavy team, and when you lose the running back <laughs> in your right. run heavy team, plus your left tackle is inadequate. You know what I'm saying? Well, pardon me, Tyron was hurt, and then the backup left tackle back was inadequate. Tackle. Right? You know what I'm saying? So when you have that, the most important part of your offense, yes, your team's gonna look different. You want to talk about Dak Prescott all you want to? When he was able to run the ball and when he was protected, Dak Prescott was a good quarterback, man. He, I agree. He had great timing. Uh, Pretty up and down accuracy, but it was but it was good enough to win you thirteen ball games. Zeke is Zeke is your guy, and if your bell cow ain't there, your team gonna look different. You realize how important Sean Lee is to that dog on defense now, and it just happens for six games of that season. We lost Sean Lee, Zeke, and Tyron Smith all at one time. If we get those, if, if we if we get those guys back, Tyron Smith shouldn't have any more knee problems. He's mostly a back injury guy, but he plays through that. Get a shot every game, he'll be cool. But as long as his knees stay healthy, Sean Lee will see. But Zeke, Zeke and Tyron Smith, man, as as long as you can play ball control offense, keep your keep your defense rested. The Cowboys gonna be fine, man. That gonna be straight. What about Dez? You mentioned Dez in that <clears throat> that, that scenario. This my whole thing about Dez and Cowboys fans trying to trying to trying to fire Dez. You know, he he's not Julio Jones, but every receiver has a place. He has his particular skill set. And, you know, it's unfair to throw Dez 150-50 balls and be like, I want you to come down with, with 80 of them. That's not a 50-50 right. ball. That's an 80-20 ball. You know, Dez ain't built like that all the time, man. So you, what you got to do is put Dez in situations where he's he's a little more more comfortable. This could come down to coaching. Um, you know, put him in a slot sometimes. Put him in motion. Um you know, run some picks. Everybody's doing it in the league now. Run some picks, but you can't mm-hmm. expect Dez to be Julio Jones because he don't, he don't, he don't run that. He don't, he don't run four threes. Dez takes advantage of of small corners and tight spaces. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he, I, I think Dez is a running back once he gets the ball. If he can get something like, like you said, quick screens yeah. or, or, or little hitches, yeah. Once he gets it. He's a he's a whole different breed to tackle. He is a he is a grown man. So and and with that, you got to get Dez going early. Build 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 some momentum with him. Get him some some easy passes early. Michael Irvin made his living running the slot, man. Just being yep. bigger and and more physical, showing his numbers to his uh to his quarterback and securing the catch. Let's do that with Dez Bryant sometimes. And um, it'll be nice if Dez had a uh had a uh had a cast of receivers that could complement him. Um, Terrence Terrence Williams. Williams is a body catcher, but he's not really creative with his with his route running. You know what I mean? So, uh, so you can probably replace Terrence. 
man, with a guy like Calvin really from Alabama or something like that, man. You know, somebody that can that can that can beat man coverage on their own from the Z with creative route running from the stem. You know what I mean? Um, and that'll open up Cole Beasley. That'll open Witten back up. And why are you so busy worried about that running game? I mean, about that passing game. We're gonna run the football. Then you're gonna adjust. Put eight guys in the box, and we got one on one coverage again. You see what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. It's a that's machine. the way the game works. Yep. It, 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 people make it harder than it is. Yeah. If, if if you can run the ball, you can do a lot of things. Simple machine. You got out of respect to run. If you can get linebackers to step up, then your play action is deadly. And that's the one thing I think uh, Dak was really good at when they had to run the game. Mm-hmm. His his the way he could hide the ball and use the play action. Yep. He was he was very good at that. wasn't the, wasn't the best. He can't drop back fifty times to beat you. No. But if you can run it with him, you know, and and let him hide the ball and do some things with his legs, mm-hmm. Dak was a. Uh, Average to above average QB in the league. Absolutely, and, and I, I love him for his heart anyway. Absolutely, one hundred percent, man. You know, just just uh, you know, losing his mom and all that, man. But you know, still taking care of his brothers and and actually, to be fair, like in that in that quarterback class, he 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 wasn't even really rated, you know, one of the top guys in that class, man. People love Paxton Lynch and 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 Winston Goff for whatever reason, man. But uh, you 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 draft the kid in the fourth. And he shows up. Tony Romo gets hurt again. You the third string quarterback because you was behind Kellen Moore. And he takes this job. The 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 Dallas Cowboys quarterback, a, a a pro quarterback, a National Football League quarterback, he takes that job and he wins thirteen games for you year one. That's that's crazy, now, man. Did you think about it? How many guys that that start for NFL team play the entire preseason? Because he played the entire preseason before Romo got hurt. Absolutely, absolutely, and he and he got them reps. He got them reps. He and he he, he used them well, man. People don't understand how hard it is to be an NFL quarterback, man. Like like it's probably like uh like a like a million high schools, or whatever, right? And you may mm-hmm. think the best player on on your team is like dope, but if you put him in a pool with everybody else's best player on the team, that's a bottom of the barrel guy. So you take the best players and you put them on college. Then only the best of those players go play football for the National Football League where those guys are grown men already. Those guys just don't leave after four years. Those are grown men that have been in the game for 19 years. So you can show up as a rookie versus grown men and play the game at their speed. It's hard, man. That's why I'm glad they make them kids stay three years. Absolutely, <laughs> they could not do what the what the NBA does. Can, can you imagine, man, pulling pulling eighteen year old kids? Well, all right, man, go block Aaron Donald. Let's see what you can oh. do. <laughs> not happening. Come on, not happening at all. Now, give me uh, your best receiver in the draft this year. I think it's Calvin Ridley. I think it's Calvin Ridley. Um, explosive. I really like creative route runners, man. Like, and and that's that's something that you need on the next next level, any level of football, man. If you can. If you can make your if you can win making a slant look three different ways, you know what I mean? That's putting pressure on the on the uh, DB in front of you, man. Being able to run all 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 kinds of routes. Now, now Calvin really doesn't have the best hands in the world. He he's not the most secure catch guy. He's kind of small. He's like one ninety. Not a not a big dude. Nothing like that. But there are no number one receivers in this in this draft to me. Like there are no Julio Jones, AJ Green type of guys. But there are some complimentary dudes, some Golden Tate type of guys that you can get in this draft. I think Calvin really, uh, Calvin really is one of them, man. I mean, and plus, you know, plus he's like twenty four years old. People 
people look at that as a as a bad thing. But I think the older you are, the more football that you've played, I think the better it is for you once you get to the league. Like you see these quarterbacks go these quarterbacks, any player really go from the senior bowl and they go to the league. They they just know nuance. They just know small, small, small things about the game. They know how to cheat. They know how to hold, you know, you know, things like that. And uh I think it's better for them once they get to the league. And Calvin really 24, so I think that's valuable. All right, what about your D Tapper? Man, they got this kid from Washington, man. A cat named uh cat named Vita Vea. About 300, 350 Loving. pounds, stronger than everybody else. <laughs> and he can move. Super effort guy, right? And what I like about him is he's big enough to play one tech, zero. Uh, you can put him in two gap schemes because he plays with his hands and extends really well. Um, plus He's athletic enough to line up at three. Uh, like he ran a uh, he ran a four uh, a five one four at like three hundred and thirty something pounds or whatever. He just packed his bags and went home. Bench pressed forty two times. I mean, what what else you want this man to do? Uh, he he's definitely a top ten player, man. Cowboys fans talking about some. I want Vita Vey at nineteen. He's not gonna be there, man. I no, love that dude. Not, not at all. Last question before we get up out of here. Mm-hmm. Tell me, and we kind of share the same interest in this guy. What you think about uh, Shaquem? Let me tell y'all something about Shaquem Griffin, man. You you can do whatever you want to do if you put your mind to it and you stay focused and you work at it. This dude got one one hand, one working hand. He's missing five fingers. Um, but he been that way since he was four. Mm-hmm. But he didn't use it as a handicap. He just continued to just uh to just work at it. You know what I mean? So now you see him at linebacker. UCF, he can catch the football, right? Like with one hand or whatever. And dude, dude is a baller. When you watch the film on him, he's all over the field, man. Ran a 4-3-9. Watch his game versus Auburn. It tells you every everything you need to know. It's a bold game, big environment versus a big school, big level competition. He runs sideline to sideline. He can go cover the uh, cover the um, slot receiver. Get out of there. He's big enough to to go and cover a tight end. Stay with him. But what I like about him the most, Coach, is when it was uh, when it was like the fourth quarter. And Auburn was losing, and Jerry Stedham had to throw the ball. It was a clear, you had to throw the ball situation. Shaquem lined up down in the trenches and whooped sure the left is. tackle on pass rushdowns, terrorized those guys. Jerry Stedham couldn't get the ball off. And, right. and that type of dude gives you so much value because if you're in the National Football League, you only got 45 spots on game day. So you go, man, look, I got Shaquem Griffin. He could play all the special teams. Plus, you can fit him in at will linebacker. Plus, he can rush on third downs, right? His only knock is like those those chase down weird angle tackles where I got to kind of catch you from behind. He only got one hand. But if you catch him in an alley, like open field tackling, you 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 done for. He's a, he's yep. a he's a form tackle. He'll take that 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 arm that's missing a hand and clamp down on it like a mouse trap, and he'll dig you with his with his with his functioning hand, and he'll take you to the ground like form tackling. And the only reason he he's he's being considered a fourth fifth round pick because his handicap. If this dude had two hands, he's a first round player, man. Yep. I love him. I love him, man. I- 
Now, my first um, first time I noticed them was when UCF played USF. Yeah. I think they had lost one game between each other, and that was a big game down here uh-huh. because I got a kid that plays for me that's committed to USF, and we were talking about the game. And so I watched it or whatever, and, uh, you know, they kept mentioning that his brother played for the Seahawks. Yeah. And so this kid, you know, he's making all these tackles, and he running around. I'm like, man, this dude pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And then they, they mentioned the hand. Oh, I see it. And I was like, what? This dude got one hand. Right. And so now I focus in on the rest of the game. And so I'm I'm following I'm following his uh you know way he lines up and the things he does and you know I'm following UCF and them because they a pretty darn good team at the time. Mm-hmm. But now, like you said, come to the Auburn game. So now he got all this hype, all this hype. I'm wondering well, what he gonna do versus a, a big time school mm-hmm. SEC game. Shine. And the, the way he showed out, mm-hmm. it shouldn't it shouldn't be Shaquem Griffin the guy with 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 one arm or whatever. Right. Just Shaquem Griffin football player. Absolutely. Because he went totally nuts in that game. That for, dude. For, for a regular guy, not just a guy with one hand. Mm-hmm. He did he did stuff guys with two hands can't do or won't do or, or just they're not versatile enough to do. He that's, lined, that's the key in the NFL, versatility. He lined up against the left tackle one time, right? Take note, young, um, young pass rushes. He uh, came off the ball, right? Ball get off. Put the nub in his chest. Extended, right? And he dipped... He dipped his left shoulder into him, spin back to the outside. He, he, he dipped his left shoulder in, spin back inside, right? The tackle recovered. Then Shaquem spin back outside and chased down Jerry Stidham for the, uh, for the uh, pressure. What I got from that is Shaquem as a pass rusher, he sees him because he has a plan. You know what I'm saying? He like 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 some pass rush just go out and just pass rush. He has a plan, and that shows like nuance and that you study in the game and that you that you that you that you take note of like small details. Like Shaquem probably walked up to the line of scrimmage. He saw this tackle and he know he's kind of he's kind of slow footed. I'm gonna rush hard outside, try to beat you with speed. If you catch me, I'm gonna spin back in, put this nub in your hand. But if you happen to recover, I got one more move back outside. And you see Shaquem just giving effort every single play, 100% effort every single play. Auburn got tired of trying to block him, and he was still getting him, man, still going after him, man, 100%. I love Shaquem Griffin, man. I hope I, I hope Dallas can get him. Everybody talking about, I'm going to take him in the fourth, I'm going to take him in the fourth. That means you got to take him in the third if everybody wants him in the fourth. Right. That's or, or higher. Or higher. Or higher. That is a first or second round football player to me, man. Hand or not. Hey, what I want to tell you is I can pretty much say this from the entire staff, me, Reed, Steve, Wood, all the other guys. We proud of what you're doing. We see you. We're gonna support you. We're gonna we're gonna keep uh coming to the, the group chats and, and and talking about you and, and and engaging in your stuff. You know, I'm definitely especially once baseball over with, I'm gonna jump in there, you know, full throttle and get in there and mix it up with your uh with all your other guests. And I, I appreciate you coming on. So uh let people know where they can hit you at on the social media. Say man, I'm honored, honored man, but uh I'm Vach Lombardi, man. V-O-C-H-L-O-M-B-A-R-D-I on everything. On Twitter, on YouTube, go watch my videos. I got a Facebook group, Lombardi's Draft Talk. If you if you want to talk a little bit of draft, you can come in there and talk crazy to about 3,870 knuckleheads just talking about draft. Come in there, come in there and parlay with us, chill for a little bit. And um, hey man, thanks for having me on, man. Sip the tally. One more time. How many people you got in that group? Uh, currently three thousand eight hundred and seventy. 
from a little old guy from Crown Court, same street I'm from. Crown Court, bro, almost seventeen thousand subscribers, man. Just whatever, whatever video I drop, man, I got seventeen thousand people ready to just see what I'm gonna say. I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed. Hard work pays off. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it, brother. Much love and success to. Name money music. Yeah, yeah, broken dreams. Broken dreams. Just giving you my story. You know? Yes, sir.